You are listening to Restoring the Branches Ministries. Our mission is to reconnect Yah's people to the root and truth of his word. We have been called to take Yah's healing to the nations, remove the stumbling block out of the way of his people, and teach as well as model the importance of serving the living Elohim in spirit and in truth. We live by Romans 15 and 4, for whatever was written in the former days was written for our instruction so that by steadfastness and by the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Um, their relationship with the Father is visible, it's tangible, um, and it is encouraging uh, for, I know, Jeremy and myself just to to see it, to witness it. Um, because when he says go, you have no, no idea how many lives are um, weighing on your obedience. Um, so it is a blessing uh, to be able to share uh, this day with you guys. All right, so today we are looking at um, a long walk to water. Uh, and we will, we are called to begin with the end in mind. A long walk to water, and we are called to begin with the end in mind. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your grace and your mercy. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for uh, your word. I thank you for your truth. I thank you that you call us to... Um, Come before your throne boldly, Father. Yes, yes. I thank you that you have uh, made your presence known and felt, Father. I thank you that you command us to remove the leavening from our lives, Heavenly yes. Father. And this is just the beginning. No, we did not get it all. And you are going to expose it this week. And so we thank you for your grace and your mercy in yes. the process. Uh, in this time, this era of grace that you've given us to correct errors um, and make the necessary changes. So I pray that you would go forth through me. Father, you have already said that it is time out for being politically correct. So I pray that you would use me for your glory, Father. I pray that your fire would fall in this place, Father. And I thank you for your grace and your mercy. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for um, opportunities to get it right, opportunities yeah. to love our neighbor, opportunities to grow in the word. Yeah. Um, so I thank you that you are good and your mercy you. is everlasting and your truth endures forever. Yeah. So we ask that you would be with us, that you would strengthen us this day. Yes. Uh, and that you would decrease me so you can increase. Hallelujah. For surely you must be greater in all things. So yeah. we thank you for this day in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, we pray. Amen. Amen. Alright, so um, if I reflect on unleavened bread, I think 2010 I had got a job working at a middle school in Jackson and I left early that day because it was Passover and unleavened bread season and where we were did Passover the night of the I guess it would almost be the 13th going into the 14th so you have this gap in between the day um, and I got baptized before the first day of unleavened bread and got filled with the ruach during that time so this is like a anniversary moment for me if I'm thinking about it um, 
So let's jump in. And one of my first lines is like, whoa, how does it feel to be free? Because that's what happened. We got to start over. We're free. And it's like fresh off lock. And so what you gonna do? <laughs> um, our testimony is in our freedom. And so will we walk in that freedom or will we seek to be bound again? All right, so we've dropped off a quite a bit of baggage, leavening. We have to get rid of it to make it to this point, but there's still more. There is a long walk to water, and today we will focus on how to walk that walk effectively. In order to do that, we must begin with the end in mind. So where does that come from? Uh, Stephen Covey has a book called The Seven... Um, now I can't think of it, but it's about the seven steps of a highly effective person. And step two is to begin with the end in mind. If you're wondering, step one is to be proactive. So we were proactive in removing the leavening, um, but step two is to begin with the end in mind. Your most important work is always ahead of you. It is never behind you. So if we're beginning with the end in mind, um, we look at habit two, it's based on imagination. The ability to envision in your mind what you cannot at present see with your eyes. It is based on the principle that all things are created twice. There is a mental creation and a physical creation. The physical creation follows the mental, just as buildings follow a footprint. If you don't make a conscious effort to visualize who you are and what you want in life, then you empower other people and circumstances to shape you and your life by default. Mm -hmm. It's about connecting again with your own uniqueness and then defining your personal, moral, and ethical guidelines within which you can most happily express and fulfill yourself. So if we begin with the end in mind, Revelation 2 and 7, to him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Revelation 2 and 7. Mm -hmm. Revelation 2 and 11. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. Amen. Begin with the end in mind. Revelation 2, 17. To him that overcomes, yeah. I will give some of the hidden manna to eat, and I will give him a white stone, and on excuse me, the stone a new name written which no one knows except him who receives it. To begin with the end in mind. Okay. Revelation 2 and 26. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, mm -hmm. to him I will give power over the nation. Yeah. Revelation 3 and 5. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Yeah. <laughs> Revelation 3 and 12, he who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. Revelation 3 and 21, to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Yeah. To begin with the end in mind. Go ahead. Come over. 
So, um, we have his word, and we already know the potential setbacks and setups. Um, this is something in behavioral analysis called pinpointing. And in pinpointing, you pinpoint the results first. So those are the results we want in Revelation. Once you pinpoint the results, then you pinpoint the behaviors that must happen in order to achieve it. Okay? So you got to figure out what you want first. What are the results? Chris studies weekly all the time because she wants the A. And more than likely the results are the A, but she knows what she wants and the behaviors follow that. It's called pinpointing. So, a primary reason for pinpointing is so, is so effective is because it clarifies for performers what specific behaviors to do more of or less of or differently. Pinpointing is the essential first step in effectively managing the most critical behaviors. When it comes to performance discussions, pinpointing ensures precise alignment and understanding between the person conveying the message and the one who's receiving it. Mm -hmm. so, hope your wheels are turning, you're making connections in your mind. <laughs> All right, so we talked about pinpoint results, pinpoint the behaviors, pinpoint result. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. John 8 and 51. All right, so we have to consider the journey. Let's go to Exodus 13. Exodus 13. Thank you, dear. That's you. <laughs> okay. You want to no, not at this time, but thank you. Hold on to it. I'll get to it. I almost forgot about that. Okay, so as my hubby always says, uh, we have his word, so we already know, again, the potential setbacks and setups that are coming from the adversary. Romans 15 and 4, for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction mm -hmm. so that by steadfastness and by the encouragement of scriptures, we might have hope. Yeah. So we fresh off lock what's coming. If you know what was coming then, then you know what to expect now. If we look at Exodus 13, and let's, let's 14, sorry, we're in that area, but it's Exodus 13, 17 to Exodus 17, 14. It's just this journey, this span from coming out of Egypt, bondage, slavery, sin, to the goal, one of the checkpoints of faith is the mountain, but there's several checkpoints in between. Right. Um, so for us, you know, we're out first day of unleavened bread. We're supposed to be consuming um, the bread of sincerity and truth. And uh -huh. if you're first time, it's like, huh, bread, it ain't got no flavor. <laughs> so, you know, like there's different recipes, but I get it the first time. You know, peach here, peach there, but. Like after a while, like we're, we're making pans at a time, yeah. you know? And so, but that is, that that comes with growth, yeah. you know? So um, looking at Exodus 14, <clears throat> Pharaoh is coming. 
they leave, they get stuff, they're free, they on the roll, and then homie get mad. And he like, what did I just do? Right. Let's go get them. So you have had dinner with the most high, as my husband talked about. And he's sitting across from the table and you get up because now you gotta go and do what needs to be done, your work, your kingdom mission, and the enemy, the adversary, is not happy. Go so ahead. Pharaoh is coming. Uh-huh. But if you know that, then you have the instruction to either do what our forefathers did that was positive, or you fall back into complaining, murmuring, and going around that mountain all over again. Yeah. All right. So, um, Pharaoh's coming. How will you respond? Look at 14.10. And it said, And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Because... There were no graves in Egypt. Have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt so with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. So, will we respond like the children of Israel, or will we respond like Moses? How will you respond? If we look at Exodus 15, and this is just highlighting some of the things that happened. After um, Moses had the song and Miriam has the prophetess worshipped and danced, then we have bitter waters made sweet. Um, Exodus 15, starting in verse 22. This was three days after crossing the Red Sea. So we have to see that we just came out of Egypt. We didn't cross the sea yet. We, we, we just, we out, we free, we in the wilderness. And there's still checkpoints of faith to go. We got to cross the Red Sea. That means between here and now, and, and I can't prove that it's the seventh day, but I know the season in which we're in that during this time we have to cross. The walls of Jericho fell around the Passover season. So when you look at that, then there's things that he's trying to either break down or help you cross over during the season. Okay, so in Exodus 15, where was I? Oh, 22. Thank you so much. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Morad, they could not drink the water, for it was bitter. Therefore, the name of the place was called Morah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. 
There he made a statute and ordinance for them, that there he tested them and said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God to do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So there is healing during this time. But how will we respond? In Exodus 16, on the 15th day of the second month, they complained yet again. Yet again. For us, the 15th day of the second month will be Saturday, May the 9th. Mm, Just jot that down in your notes. And on Saturday, May the 9th, just be and reflect. Just reflect on your behavior from now until then. And how have you either done better or fell back into status quo? Yeah. So, the 15th day of the second month will be Saturday, May the 9th. All right, we're starting 16 and 1. It says, And they journeyed from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came into the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month, after they departed from the land of Egypt. Then the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by pots of meat, And when we ate bread to the full, for you have brought us into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Hmm. Consider the journey. Consider the journey. In Exodus 17, there's water that comes from the rock because the people are complaining yet again. Yet again. And we'll just read it. Exodus 17, starting at verse 1. Then all the congregation of the children of Israel set out on their journey from the wilderness of sin according to the commandment of the Lord and camped in Rephidim. Thank you. Thank you very much. Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore, the people contended with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. So Moses said to them, Why do you contend with me? Why do you tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water. And the people complained against Moses and said, Why is it you have brought us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, What shall I do with this people? They are ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, Go on before the people and take with you some of the elders of Israel. Also take in your hand the rod which you struck the river and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock of Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and the water will come out of it, and the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel, and he called the name of the place Masa and Meribah because of the contention of the children of Israel and because they tempted the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Will you, by Saturday, May 9th, be saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Mm-hmm. Consider the journey. We are to begin with the end in mind. And when we looked at that, it said to him 
who overcomes. Yeah. And they couldn't see the end of the journey. And so when you don't, when you can't see the end, you're filled with unbelief. And then stuff comes out your mouth. Stuff that doesn't align with the word. But we were blessed to have the book. Yeah. So we can see the end. Oh, we see in part. We can see, we can see. We got enough to be moving, probably faster than what we are. Yeah. All right. Also in Exodus 17, the homie Amalek is there. Trying to scrap at Rephidim. Rephidim is supposed to be a place of rest. If you look up that word in Hebrew, it is a place of resting. So they, the children of Israel, have to battle at what's supposed to be a place of rest. Is it because of their previous comments, behaviors, actions, that now they can't rest at the place of rest? Mm. Mm. Say it again. That's free stuff. Rephidim is a place of rest. Is it because of behaviors prior to that now they can't rest at a place of rest? Mm-hmm. All right. So um, Exodus 18, you have Jethro giving him advice because Moses trying to tell everybody what to do and everybody coming to him and it's like, brother, you're going to hurt stuff. You got to train some people, teach them how to do it, and then let them go out, which is you're supposed to be able to train more leaders. Um, And so, got that. And then in Exodus 19, it's the third month, and Pentecost, Shavuot, is right there. Okay? Um, And so, Exodus 20, they are supposed to be getting revelation from on high. Consider how basic the instructions are, though. Keep the Sabbath. Don't lie, don't steal, worship me, God. Um, Just basic things. That's basic. That's, like, think about how basic it is. Don't sleep with someone else's spouse. Honor your parents. Like, we have to be told basic things. Think, just think, I know there's like Ten Commandments. Yes, yes, and he loved you enough to start you at just foundational stuff. So who knows how hard they was kicking it in Egypt, if I got to tell you. Right. Love your mom and dad. Man, yeah, that's right. Go ahead. That's right. So when when you think about that, like, he didn't give you, he said they're not hard, they're not grievous. Yes. These are easy. These burdens. This is life. This is light stuff. This is the beginning for you. You can't get deeper things if you can't do basic. Like I can't teach Jeremiah about how to take the derivative in calculus if he ain't got one step equations. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Um, I missed this. But all these people, animals, and events were built into Israelite life as reminders of the Lord's identity 
-hmm. He was known for his actions and he gave meaning to the lives of his people. If we are exhibiting his character, we should be known by our actions. The father, it just, his word does not fail. It, go, it accomplishes exactly what he set it out to do. His character as described in Exodus 34 is impeccable, long-suffering. And that word just sticks with me. And it will always stick with me because that's where he's like, work on that, work on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but long-suffering, slow to anger, like all of these things. Not mean, angry, mean God, but loving God, compassionate, yeah. faithful, wanting you to obey simple instructions. Um, let's look at Psalms 120. Psalms 120. So when we look as you're turning there, as we go from Exodus 13 to Exodus 20, we see that the Father is taking them somewhere, that there is a journey. Now, the hiccups along the way are not him. That ain't him. That's us. The hiccups along the way are us reacting and not responding. Um, Psalms 120 is the first psalm of what they call the Psalm of Ascent. And there are 15 of those and it starts, it's amazing that it starts right after Psalms 119. Mm. But Psalms 120 um, is the first psalm of the Psalm of Ascent. And it says these psalms were designed for pilgrimage processions to celebrate season feasts in Jerusalem. The hymns contain numerous references to Jerusalem or Zion, the temple, Israel, peace, and adversity. Psalms 120, in my distress, I cried to the Lord and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given to you and what shall be done to you, you false tongue? Sharp arrows of a warrior with coals of a broom tree. Woe is me that I dwell in Meshech that I dwell among the tents of Kadar. My soul has dwelt too long with one who hates peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Psalms of Ascent, you're headed somewhere. Psalms 121, I will lift up my eyes to the hill from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Yeah. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. That's right. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. Mm -hmm. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. Oh, he yeah. shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Mm -hmm. So I remember, I think it was the feast, but I would play the audio of the Psalms of Ascent as we're getting ready to go into service or worship. That, like, because he's taking you somewhere. And this is a psalm designed for pilgrimage processions. So, if we begin with the end in mind in Exodus 19 and 6, the Father said that Israel would be a kingdom of priests. Okay. The children of Israel complained over and over again about dying in the wilderness is where battles are won. Mm -hmm. 
So when you consider Mashiach in the wilderness, he used the word to fight against the adversary. We all have a wilderness that we must travel through. Mine does not look like Jeremy's, and his does not look like mine, but we're going through the wilderness. In one sermon, Jeremy talked about the world being a wilderness. And so you have to use the word to fight. Um, the other day, I think one morning, I was reflecting on the Lamb of God. Um, Yeshua is the Lamb of God. So if he's the Lamb, that means the Father is a shepherd. But in the New Testament, it also talks about Mashiach, Mashiach being the shepherd and the door. So there's this teaching, how he learned to be a good shepherd, how he learned to lay down his life for the sheep. And if he is our teacher then there should be shepherd-like characteristics in all of us. Yeah. Uh, because part of being a shepherd is being a friend. Yeah. And part of being a friend is um, keeping other sheep from danger. Yeah. So. Yeah. so, the children of Israel complained and murmured over and over again. Why? Because they were missing the end goal. And all throughout, uh, when Moses had to go talk to Pharaoh, he said, let my people go that they may serve me. So, we miss that. Because we mentally sometimes think, or just people in general, think that I can do whatever I want. But he said, let my people go that they may serve me. So there is no other obligation that you have that's outside of your service to the Most High. There is nothing else. He redeemed you to serve him. Period right there. There's nothing else. Hashtag period. Hashtag get her done. Hashtag that's all, folks. And there is nothing else. <laughs> Let my people go that they may serve me. Mm. So to say my life is my own and I'm live my truth and that's a lie that came from the father of lies. So another thing that plagued them is unbelief. Go to Matthew 13. I read, feel like reading. Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Matthew 13, and it's, we're looking at specific verses, but 13, if I can get there first, 13 and 58. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 13, 15? Uh, 13 58. and 58. 58 do the last one. Yes. Matthew 13, 58. And he did not. Many might, mighty works there because of their unbelief. Because of their what? Because of their unbelief. Because of their unbelief. Because they didn't believe. So he can't work in us if we don't believe. Matthew 17 and 20. Matthew 17 and 20. Matthew 17 and 20. Well, do me a favor and go ahead and do four, start at 14, please. Yes. Thank you. 
Matthew 17, 14. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic. Oh. <laughs> yeah, lunatic. He is lunatic. Or sore vexed, for oft times he falleth into the fire, or off into the water. And I brought him to thy discipleship, disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Yahushua answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Yahushua rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Yahushua apart and said, why could not we cast him out? And Yahushua said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If you have faith as, grain, as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto the mountain, uh, unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. So, disciples got snapped on because of their unbelief. Mm. Mm. Close homies. Yeah. Right. We eating, hanging out. I'm washing your feet. We kicking it. Had issues with belief. He never shoot code, no. Well, I, I concur. I concur. Um, let's jump over to Mark sixteen fourteen. Chapter 16, uh, Yeshua has risen, Mary Magdalene sees, and she goes and tells, nobody believe. Then his other two disciples, they go and tell, and they still don't believe. And then Yeshua um, appeared into the 11 as they were set at the table. Um, I read, go ahead. 14. Mark 16, 14. And after he appeared unto the 11, as they sat at meat, at meat and upbraided, upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of hearts. Mm. Because they believed not them which have seen him after he he was risen. He said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, mm. but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. 
They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any daily thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Hallelujah. Thank you. Um, so unbelief, because it's a long walk to water. That's, that's what we said. There's a long walk to water. And unbelief will have you drinking from the cup of delusion. Okay? Unbelief will have you drinking from the cup of delusion. So we have checkpoints of faith. We're fresh off locked, out of Egypt, free. We have not made it to the mountain yet. We have not crossed the Red Sea yet. We're on a journey. Yeah. Um, Joshua 5 and 6, you talk about the walls of Jericho falling, but right before they kept Passover during that time, and then their food changed, their diet changed. It was no more manna, and they were eating off the land. Yeah. So things are going to happen during the season. And these will be checkpoints of faith. Every Shabbat leading up to Shavuot is a yeah. checkpoint of faith. Yeah. An opportunity for you to pit stop and get a sip from the fountain. Yeah. Don't be overflowed yet, but get sips from the fountain as you're on your journey because this is a long walk to walk. Yeah. But we must begin with the end in mind. All right, so pinpointing results. What do you want to have? What do you want to attain? And so then you pinpoint the behaviors. What is going to get you where you need to be? Um, and something that the father reminded me of, when I deal with kids, and you may have to say, hey, walk on the right side of the hallway, or lower your voices, or don't do that. They're going to respond. Normally, it's an eye roll, a deep head turn, a deep lip pop, you know. But... <laughs> In behavior science, you're supposed to ignore the first response. You're supposed to ignore it. You're supposed to. I strive. Don't always happen. But you are supposed to ignore the first response. And so he reminded me of that because think of when he called you. Go ahead. Go to work. Go ahead. And your first response was. And so if he did not ignore your first response, right. if he went on and just took out a bell and said, okay, let's get it, <laughs> you know, because you didn't respond the first time like he wanted you to, right. he ignored your first response. And maybe your second or third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, I'll tell Lee, just go pout in the other room, homie, because this is me. Being patient. Oh, and, and dad has a new thing where he see him pout and he like, you pout? Ten push-ups. So they all have to do it. So they're like, you pout? No. <laughs> so remember that the father ignored your first response and maybe several other responses, but that was grace. That he could have snapped real hard. Did you hear me? Even with Moses, he ignored that first response. I can't. Um, not me. I can't talk up. Anybody else? You know, then I said, look, um, who makes man's mouth? Get your life together. Let's go. And though that's what he's saying. He's saying now, get your life together and let's go because it's time out to be waiting on us to, to get right. Um, 
So in pinpointing behaviors, let's look at 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 1. And I'm going to read these. 2 Timothy chapter 1, starting in verse 2. So pinpointing behaviors. These are the behaviors you need in order to get the results that we talked about in Revelation. Um, so... 2 Peter chapter 1, starting verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord and his divine power. Hold up. You said Peter or Timothy? You said Timothy. Okay. My bad. Thank you so much. 2 Peter chapter 1. They're my notes, 2 Peter. I appreciate it. All right. 2 Peter. Hallelujah. We get there. Hallelujah. Thank you. Starting in verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which you have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. But um, also for this reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith value, virtue, my bad, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness. We know where blind people go. And he has forgotten that he was cleansed from old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. Mm -hmm. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Flip over to chapter 3 of the same book, starting in verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away and the great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be um, in holy conduct and godliness, looking how far? I may want to go. No, I didn't. Okay, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to His promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless and consider that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you. All right. Um, Joshua 24 and 14, we're not going to go there, but it talks about sincerity and truth and leaving behind the gods which your father served in Egypt and serving the most high in sincerity and truth. Yeah. Let's go to Exodus 14. 
Exodus 14. What kind of behaviors should you be exhibiting in order to get the results that you want? Because it is a long walk to water. Exodus 14, and we're at the very end of the chapter, verse 30. Hallelujah when you get there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt. So the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. You got to have faith. You got to believe. Now, they, there was the sign, Egyptians dead, and sometimes we need signs. But he's saying, blessed are those who have not seen, yet believe. Yeah. Um, flipping back over to Romans 4 and 20. Romans 4 and 20. And it, the whole chapter is talking about Abraham and Abraham's faith. But specifically in 20, it says, He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was also able to perform. And therefore, it was counted to him for righteousness. So, we cannot waver in unbelief. We have to be strengthened in faith, giving glory to the Most High, and we have to be fully convinced that what he promised, he's able to perform. Yeah. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 3. We're going to start at verse 1. Hebrews 3, verse 1. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our, our profession, Yahshua HaMashiach, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as who hath builded the house hath more honor than the house. For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is Elohim. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Mashiach was a son over his own house, mm. whose house are we. Mm. If we hold fast to confidence of the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Mm -hmm. 
Wherefore, as the Ruach HaKodesh saith, today, mm -hmm. if you will hear his voice, Hallelujah. harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness. Mm. When your fathers tempted me, mm. proved me, and saw my works forty years, mm. wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, they do always err in their heart. Where? Where do they err? In their heart. Okay. And they have not known my ways. Mm. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. All right. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you of an evil heart and unbelief. Be what? Of an evil heart and unbelief. One more time. Of an evil heart of unbelief. Okay. In departing from the living Elohim. Mm -hmm. But exhort one another daily while it is called today. Mm. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. But through the what? Deceitfulness of sin. Okay. For we are made partakers of Christ. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast until the end. Mm. If we hold the beginning mm -hmm. of our confidence steadfast until the end. Okay. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, mm -hmm. harden not your hearts. Harden not your what? Hearts, mm. as in the provocation. Mm -hmm. For some, when they had heard, did provoke. Mm. Howbeit, not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. But with whom was he grieved forty years? Mm. Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? Mm. And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, mm. but to them that believe not. Mm. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Why could they not mm. enter in? Because of unbelief. Mm. Unbelief will have you drinking from the cup of delusion. Go ahead. We talked about, well, I talked about it in an article um, just believing lies yeah. like Eve and Adam like who told you that you were naked who told you that you didn't have to keep surviving who told you that right. the holy days were not important right. who told you that you could eat whatever you want and there would be no consequences yeah. like who told you that yeah. mm -hmm. they're a liar uh huh right lie like who told like this who, who said it? Yeah. Where they at? <laughs> that song, Finding in the Book. I can't sing it right now, but I like that song. Finding in the Book, if you feel some type of way. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, who, who told you that? Because you're not going to find it in the book. Yeah. So, remember, always remember what he saved you and is saving you from. Come on. Working out our salvation is an ongoing process. Yes. As he says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Mm -hmm. Write these words down. Cleave to your freedom because there is a long walk to water and it will be the adversary's main objective to offer you various drinks yes. along the way. Go ahead. The seven Sabbaths will be checkpoints of faith or pit stops on the way to the mountain. But even the mountain is yet another beginning on the journey. Mm. 
we must remember that it's in our nature to go off course. Mm. Like squirrels, you know, it's just, I do it all the time. I'm working on something and then I get up and run to something else. And it's just, just sit down and finish yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> yep. Myself, because this message is like, ah, ah, slap yourself. Okay, I get it. But, I do a little hard. Yes. No. I'm not you, I will not be a playback meme. <laughs> but um, let's go to Romans 11, beginning with the end in mind. Romans 11. Bonner, will you help me out? Uh, whole book. Romans 11, <laughs> verse 1. And I say then, have Elohim cast away his people, Elohim forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people, which he foreknew. What ye not... What he not has scripture said of Elijah, mm. how he made intercession to God against Israel, saying... Lord, they have killed thy prophets and dig down thy altars. And I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of Elohim unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Mm -hmm. Even so, then at this present time, also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. Hallelujah. And if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. Hmm. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeks for, but the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. According as it is written, God has given them the spirit of slumber, mm -hmm. eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear unto this day. And David saith, let their table be made a snare, and a trap, and a stumbling block, and a recompense unto them. Let their eyes be darkened, that they may not see, and bow down their back always. Mm -hmm. I say then, have they stumbled, that they should fail? Yah forbid. Mm. But rather through their fall, salvation is come to the Gentiles, for to provoke them to jealousy. Say that again. Salvation is come to the Gentiles, for to provoke them to jealousy. Beginning with the end in mind. Go ahead. Now if the fall of them be the riches of the world, mm. and, the dim, and the diminishing of them the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness. For I speak to you Gentiles, and as much as I am apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify my office. If by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are of my flesh, and might save some of them. Mm. For if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, Say it again. if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? One more time. What shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? Mm -hmm. For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. Mm. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou being a wild olive tree were grafted in among them, and with them partakest of the root, 
and fatness of the olive tree, boast not against the branches. But if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Thou will say then, the branches were broken off, that I might be grafted in. Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. And thou standest by faith. One more time. Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. And thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear. For if Elohim spare not the natural branches, take heed, lest he also Spare not thee. Mm. Behold, therefore, the goodness mm. and severity of Elohim on them which fail. Severity, but toward thee, goodness. Mm. And if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also shalt be cut off. Mm -hmm. And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in. Mm. For God is able to graft them in again. Mm. For if thou were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more shall these, which be the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? Mm. For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, mm. lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. Mm. And so all Israel shall be saved. Hallelujah. As it is written, and there shall come out of Zion the deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Yaakov. Mm. For this is my covenant unto them, and I shall take away their sins. As concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sakes, but as touching the election, they are beloved for the Father's sakes. Mm. For the gifts and calling of Elohim are without repentance. Yes. For as ye in times past, have not believed God, mm. ye have now obtained mercy through their unbelief. Mm. Even so, have these also now not believed that through your mercy they also may obtain mercy. Mm. For Elohim hath concluded them in all unbelief mm. that he might have mercy, mercy upon all. Mercy on who? All. Mm. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of Elohim, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Who hath known the mind of the master, mm. or who hath been his counselor, Come on. or who hath been first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him. Hallelujah. For of him and through him and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Unbelief will have you drinking from a cup of delusion. You must believe. You must stand firm. Yes. Last passage, Revelation chapter 21. It is a long walk to water, but Yeshua has promised that we would never thirst again. Yes. So Revelation 21. We're going to start in verse, we'll just start in verse 1. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. 
And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of Yah is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them, and he will be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write these words, uh, write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of water of life freely to him who thirsts. Verse 7, he who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his Elohim, and he will be my son. Begin with the end in mind. Begin with the end in mind. Again, he says, I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his Elohim, and he will be my son. As a disclaimer, verse 8, but the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars... Yeah. shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Yeah. He is faithful. He will do it. It is a long walk to water. Mm. Check in at the checkpoints of faith. Yeah. But in the end, if we're beginning with the end in mind, he's promised a fountain of water of life freely to all that thirst. Shall inherit all things. Mm. All right. That is all on that. So, family, have to remember to endure. We'll close in prayer. Abba Yah, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your truth. I thank you for. Thank you for listening to Restoring the Branches Ministries. Our website is www.restoringthebranches.org. We're also on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also email us at restoringthebranches at gmail.com. Shalom.